Welcome to episode 20 of the Tim Voxelbaum Show. This is a podcast about a young man who moved across the country to pursue uh, racism and white supremacy in a new way that's down to earth, that speaks to the youth, speaks to you, not this crusty old redneck style of racism that is out of date and alienates people. No, this brings you in. This type of movement that I'm starting to think about moving, you know, get moving. I'm going to get this fucking movement moving. That's why it's called a movement. Is about uh, looking at other people for who they are in a low-resolution way like that's what jordan peterson says a lot it's like that's a low resolution thinking it's like yep that's what we're here to do today just kidding i don't know it's not actually what i'm here to do i was thinking about joining an existing white supremacy group but there's they're hard to fucking find like where do you go what do you what do you you can't just go on google and type white supremacy groups near me meetups that's what i, I tried i fucking typed i typed white nationalist meetup in google nothing really came up i don't know so i have to join whatever is easy like i have to join something i gotta do something with my life or my fucking existence dude i have energy sometimes today hey when i drink coffee it gives me a little bit of energy for like a couple hours and then i fucking get bored of what and then i just want to just not go back to bed, but just, like, do something else. Like, something high-octane. Like, if you're just sitting at a computer all day, just, like, typing and shit, that could be fun if you're doing it for, like, a shitload of money or, like, something exciting is going on on the computer. Like, you're, you're creating, like, a new business. That's fucking fun for a couple hours. But then you want to go outside, see the world, drive around in a fast car. That's on ice. That's what I did today. Because I, I, I was fucking bored. I, I woke up in this like fuck all mood, where it's like I don't even care if I crash, if I get into like a fender bender. Who cares, dude? I, I, what's let's let's be destructive today. Not not really. Like I don't want to hurt anybody. Don't. I'm like. But I woke up in like a semi not give a fuck self destructive mood. It's like, who cares if you cry? Who cares if anything bad happens? It's like, that's better than nothing happening today. Like, oh, it's just, is today just going to be another day where I just do nothing and just, just wait until I die? Wait until something fucking comes along like a meteorite? Nah. I woke up feeling like, you know, I don't even care that it's Friday afternoon, which is when I finally got out of bed. I couldn't get out of bed until 5 p.m. I tried. I went. I tried. I got out of bed. I walked to the kitchen. I drank some seltzer water, and I was like, nah, I don't really see the point of being awake. And I went back to bed for several hours and read internet, read the internet until I got caught up on the internet and then 
when I was finally energized enough to be like, okay, I guess I could get up. First thing I did was just get in my car. I put on this shirt after, well, actually, I didn't. I don't remember. Yeah, that's right. I put on a smaller shirt that was very small, too small for my torso. So I put on this Versace shirt and it just went out and drove across the town. I, I did a loop all the way around the town, uh, the Austin, Texas. It's a big town. It's fucking big, dude. I drove 55 miles just doing a loop around it. I drove on the highway system just in a, in a fucking circle around the city, and there was not a lot of traffic because I avoided the hot spots. So it wasn't actually as stressful. It wasn't stressful. It was actually kind of relaxing, kind of like, you know, I, I was in my Tesla, so like if somebody was like annoyed that I was driving too slow, I just was like, ah, I'm in a Tesla, dude. This is like a supercar. I'm not going to drive it fast just for you. But I did drive it pretty fast because I, I had the room to do so. Also, fuck, I got to check the app to see my driving score because it, it tells you. It, 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 I, I talked about this on the last episode, how if you have a Tesla, it fucking tracks your uh, safety score. So let's see if it went up. I think it actually went up today. Okay, my safety score is 94 out of 100. That's pretty good. But did it did it go up? View your up Oh yeah, my premium. It says my premium for my fucking health insurance or my driving and my car insurance. So my scoring factor is the only one that's red is uh aggressive turning. I guess I do that 4% of the time. Yeah, apparently even today it said I did aggressive turning, which is fucking bullshit. I did not drive aggressively at all. I fucking, I was conscious of every time I turned. I was like, okay, I'm gonna do. I drove like a grandma, but it still says I'm an asshole, apparently. And that's like, takes the fun out of driving, but also it, ext- it extends your, uh, it extends how long you could have the car because you're probably not going to be as likely to get into an accident. I was driving perfectly safe. There was only one moment where I was like, oh, shit, that was close because somebody was veering into my lane and I couldn't go anywhere because there's somebody in the oncoming lane, in the suicide lane, actually. And I was like, fizzuck, can't do that. So I had to... It's a fucking wide car, so I don't really ever know like if if I'm in the if I have enough room or whatever. I, and I hate that part of it, but other than that, it's a fucking luxurious fucking car. It's fucking nice having that thing. Hasn't gotten me any pussy yet, which is something I'm kind of uh, complaining about. Like I kind of want to call somebody about that, like from the Tesla factory. Be like, hey, you forgot the pussy magnet in mine. Not that I see other Tesla drivers getting mad pussy because it's a nerdy car. Most people who have Teslas are kind of like in the nerd demographic and they don't really, aren't really, really that confident when it kind of comes to having, getting the pussy in the first place. But I'm getting, I'm develop, I'm developing confidence again. That's why I'm wearing the hat. It takes, see, it's a catch-22 situation because it takes confidence to get laid. But it takes getting laid to get confident. And the fucking, 
So how do you maintain, how do you, how do you, how? That's a good question. Yeah, we, it's maybe something I could solve or helps, you know, help in the world by creating a confidence boosting application. Some people like the old fashioned, you know, normal people who are not like millennials who don't have social anxiety to do anything in the, to take care of themselves, like basic self care. Those motherfuckers are, they need help, first of all. But the ones who do have that, the ones that I'm not. See, I fall into a category of people uh, that why even try? I have the type of anxiety situation where I don't even want to, like, put in the effort to even try to fix it. It's terrifying, dude. The idea of going to a therapist and telling them my problems. It's terrifying. So fuck that. I'm not going to do that. But what I would do is get an app, is download an app. See, that's something you could do in bed. That's why it's a genius. That's why it's, I mean, it's part of the problem too. It's like, oh, if I could just get an app to fix my problems, well, I'm not going to leave the bed ever. You could get groceries delivered to your front door. And you don't even have to do anything. You don't have to interact with the delivery driver. Sometimes you, they do like ask you questions like, they're out of this. Is it okay if I replace it with this? And I just go, can't communicate. Too anxious. Just figure it out, please. And if they ring my doorbell, I freak out. It's like, what the fuck? Why are they ringing my doorbell? Just leave it there, dude. I got technology. I know you're there. Fuck it. Uh, you could do anything from your bed almost. So, <laughs> you can't get the groceries like spoon fed to you through an app. That's common. That's, that's common though. The Uber of spoon feed. The Uber of being a caretaker. I don't really need a caretaker, but I kind of want one. I kind of want somebody to just be like, okay, we're gonna, you gotta go to the bathroom. It's been a while since you've gone to the bathroom. I know you probably have to go. And then I'll be like, well, you're the one going to be doing all the work, so I guess we could go. you got to hold my dick in place, make sure I don't get it all over the fucking... I'm only in my 30s, but I already have problems uh, getting, you know, getting it all, like getting my pee into the fucking urine basin. It splatters all over the place sometimes. Sometimes I could think I'm perfectly... Sometimes I'll just be like, yep, I got it all lined up, and it doesn't matter. The pee will just fucking trail. It'll just be like a vault. Unpredictable situations. Like a, you never know what you're going to get with the urine, with the urethra, with the, uh, the aiming of the piss. You know, I could be like, okay, it's, it's, it's lined up, but then it fucking just goes sideways at a 90-degree angle off my dick hole. And then, okay, I got to fucking wipe it up. I don't like that. I don't like how there's always like pee everywhere, all over the place. So I need a caretaker or a very good wife who would double as a caretaker, basically. You know, like somebody half my age, so a 15-year-old. That would be half my age, yeah. 16 would be half my age. So I probably can't. 
hook up with a 16 year old anymore it's probably i'm probably out of the weeds out of the woods on that one you would want to do it in the woods to not get caught to lessen the chance of getting caught you do it in the that'd be weird who would you don't really have to hide it see with statutory rape it really only becomes a problem if it wasn't uh what's that word i'm looking for it starts with a c it's a very important concept to know if you're in the having sex game. What is it? Consent. That's right. If you don't, if you have somebody's consent to have sex with them, and they're like, you know, kind of on the borderline of of it being fucked up. What I'm trying to say is, it wasn't that big of a deal to do when I was 16 myself. When I had a 16 year old that gave me consensual consent that's pretty cool that it was cool back then like it was cool i'm not thinking about doing it now like with a 16 year old but like but but i still but the fact that i got consent at 16 made it not a problem there was no problem i was also 16 though so who cares what's the difference I don't know where we got on this topic here with the whole age of consent thing. The oldest I would go, or the youngest I would go, fuck it, let's go both. The oldest I would fuck, definitely 60s, easily, 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 I would fuck a 60-year-old. But uh, not enthusiastically. Like, (laughs) what is it? When a 60-year-old woman bends over in front of you, you don't really get as excited as if it's like a 25-year-old. But it doesn't mean I want to do it. See, it is. I used to kind of think when I was younger that 30s was old, and of course it's not. 30s is not that old if you're a man. If you're a woman, yeah, it's kind of getting old because you're what you're good at, like what your thing is, is starting to reach its expiration date. It's getting closer to that, that biological uh, expiration date. It's like if you're 35, you're in the danger. It's like either now or never. So let's give it up for women on this episode of this podcast. This episode is dedicated to the struggle of being a fucking woman in her 30s. Especially one who has, who's been like with a lot of men and like they have that high body. Like, yeah, I've been with 50 men. So you're just one of the 50 dicks that I've been with. So you're not special and neither am I because I've been with a bunch of men. So that lowers the value of myself. For to for you too, and that's a conundrum, because they deserve love by I you know they don't not deserve love just because they've been with a fifty dudes. But I'm not gonna fucking marry them. I'm not gonna marry them. I say them. I'm not gonna marry them. I mean, if it was a multi-person marriage, like if this was polygamy. Maybe I would marry like f- more than one. Of course, I'm not going to just put all my eggs in one basket of a woman who's been with 50 men, but I would be with 50 women who've been with 50 men. That's uh, that's a lot of women to keep track of, though. It's a lot of women. Okay, let's just say three women, three wives. Would I be married to three women? 
That sounds like a lot of work. Just because of the remembering their names thing and like the, like, I don't know, like the specialness factor. Like it wouldn't be special if I'm with three of them. It's like, yeah, you know, I remember this. Remember, oh wait, that was the other one. I forgot. I, I, that, that's right. That time that we were holding hands on the beach and it was romantic in a boat honked at us with you know that was romantic oh that's that's right that was with kathy and you're mary well at least i kind of remember that you're the one with the big tits i remember that i'm not gonna forget what your tits look like had a dream about them see that's what men remember they remember tits but even then we only have so many tits that we can remember dude like there's a bank there's a memory bank of tits and it can be full but then you just forget some of the tits. And you let you could always, you could always let a few new tits into your memory bank. It's the older tits that you let out because they're too old. You haven't seen them in a while. You gotta keep seeing the tits if you want to be remembered in your memory bank. You know, like because after a certain point, they're just tits. You gotta remember. You gotta fucking keep it going. I don't know, just advice for people. It's just advice for if you want to be remembered as a person for me. I remember tits. I don't remember personalities that much, to be honest. Like, oh, those that woman was mean to me. I don't remember that, but I remember, oh, the girl that was mean to me with a tit, with a nice tits. Was the, that chick, I remember, in addition to her having nice tits, she was also mean to me once. Okay, but other than that, I'm not going to fucking remember but anyway, my, my outlook on life is good about twice a month. I, that's my batting average for how I'm doing day to day. Most days of out of the month, I wake up like being like, okay, I'm just going to stay home and play video games and not ruffle people's feathers. Two days out of the month, I wake up feeling like, you know what, Fuck anyone who says I don't deserve to be here. I'm going to be myself and not be ashamed of myself. I'm going to post something spicy on social media and hopefully get banned because it'd be cool. Then I'll feel cool, but it never happens. So today, I guess, is one of those days that I felt like, you know what? Fuck being isolated. I'm just going to do something that is the most easy thing I could do to become social which is go for a drive, which is what I did. I went, I went for a drive around the town. Because driving is a social exercise. You are interacting with other people on some level, you know? So there was this point where I was at, and I, I pulled off the road for some reason. I thought, I was okay, this is a good place to turn around or something, but it was not a place to turn around. It was just a shopping centers and heb and westlake hills and it happened to be like the most rich part of this town and like even the the store looked rich the logo was a different color than it normally is normally it's red for the plebeians so like yeah here's your fucking regular ass heb now this was one in westlake hills and the the fucking logo for the store was like clear didn't have a color just an outline like, yeah, this is the H-E-B for rich people. And there was nobody there, dude. The parking lot was half empty because, oh, I don't know, people who could afford 
to go to that H-E-B, just get their food delivered. <laughs> so I was like, yeah. So I felt like, yeah, why, why would anyone even be here if they, if they could afford to live here? They're not going, they're not shopping themselves. So anyway, I just fucking went home, but I had to yield. Somebody yielded to me, and I was like, do we have a stop sign? I don't fucking know. It's dark. But I could tell that they were yielding to me, so I gave them one of those. I gave them a wave of courtesy, and then I apparently turned too fast because the fucking Tesla app says, you're turning too aggressively. I was like, no, I'm not. No, I'm not. And I got home without needing to use the GPS, which I'm proud of. I was like, yeah, I know which way gets me home. So I got home, and now here I am doing my podcast. I was like, you know what? I'm going to do my fucking podcast today. Because this podcast is definitely going to end soon. Like, this podcast has very little, like, staying power or momentum. Like, it has momentum. Like, I know how to do it. Like, okay, I could talk for an hour. But it's definitely going to end soon because I don't really have, like, anyone encouraging me to do it. I don't have a listener. I don't care. I don't really try to get listeners for it or guests if i had guests on it that'd be a lot better it sucks just hearing nobody gives a fuck about just seeing somebody talk about themselves without and that's so i would not listen to this if i wasn't doing this i do listen to this like i do listen to it after it's done like as soon as i hit the stop button i play it back and i go this was not that bad this was not that bad but for this episode, I'm definitely not going to do that. I'm going to be like, whoa, that's pure fucking rambling. That is really bad. Just stretching gu- bubble gum that has no flavor and trying to slice it into pieces and distribute the fucking flavorless piece of gum is what this feels like. But that's a se- but that's fine that this is a pointless endeavor because it's it's not. It's... There is a reason I'm doing this. It's to exercise my talking muscles. You can tell just by the way I'm talking that this is the first time I've talked in the whole fucking week. I don't think I went anywhere this whole week. Yeah, I don't I don't think so. Anyway, I went on Tinder now that I'm feeling fucking con- cocky like a motherfucker. Because I knew that there'd be a lot of people in from out of town to fuck me. That are here for South by Southwest. So you see, I'm a fucking resident of Austin, which was a dumbest dumb idea. It's a good place to visit. I don't know why I moved here. Like you know, like maybe it'll get better if I like start developing like relationships with people. But right now, it it's the most isolating year of my life. Like it's a reminiscent. It's a it's a it's like a reprise of an earlier stage of my life when i had zero social connection like nothing to look forward to like it rem- i feel like how i felt in the early 2010s like you know 2014 2013 i had nothing uh no social circle except for comics that i looked up to that occasionally i would hang out with like you know as a somebody that i that was just trying to fit in with people cooler than me and i hung out with one guy 
most of the, like one person that I looked up, because there's a comic that I looked up to and he was funny and uh, kind of was a good person to be around because he got, I don't know, he didn't do anything for me really. It was just, that's who I was trying to hang out with because it was somebody that was a funny comedian that uh, it made me feel funnier being around them even though there was a huge age gap between us. Like he was like at least 10 years older than me. Yeah. At least 10 years older than me. <laughs> and he, uh, we were, there was a big gap between us in terms of comedy skill set. So he didn't like get me any opportunity. He didn't like give me that much advice or anything like that. But that's who I like to hang out with is comedians that are better than me, of course. But anyway, he turned out to be, I already knew he was a, I already knew anything. Uh, he was a creepy person. Let's just say that. And uh, I don't know. It made me more sympathetic for women who have to be around creepy men. Because I don't often experience that as a man. But it made me sympathetic to that for a couple of days. And then I moved on. I was like, nah, women are just complaining. They just like to complain. They don't actually, they don't actually have it that hard. Uh, but men do, and that's what this podcast is about. It's about the struggle of being a straight, white, male. That's it. Because <laughs> other than that, I'm, uh, we don't really, we do well in life. Us fucking men, there's a little, that's the stereotype at least. The stereotype is that we do well in life because... We're like uh, the majority, like we have all the power. We tend to we tend to do well. But not all of us. Some of us are losers, dude. So anyway, Tinder. So there's there's people on Tinder. Let's, let's go. Let's check it out. Because I knew that there's a bunch of fucking people in town for South by Southwest. And I'm not. I don't give a fuck about South by Southwest. I tried looking into it. I looked into it. Okay, what if I want to go to some show? And there's one with John Cleese. And I was like, oh, fuck yeah, I'll go to that. And it's like, oh, it's not. A, you have to buy a pass for the whole festival. You can't just buy tickets for one show. You have to buy a fucking pass for the whole festival, which costs over $1,000. So it's like, yeah, okay, if I was like completely loaded and just money was no object, and sure, maybe I would do that. But money is a fucking object for me, dude. Still, yeah, so fuck that. Um, it would have been cool. But anyway, the pussy is cool, I guess. So now, so I boosted my, okay. I'm all over the place here. Let's focus on one thing at a time, Mr. ACDC. A-H-A-D, A-D-H-A-D, whatever. I like the first thing I said. Okay. So honesty is big. I th I think confidence is good, but you don't want fake confidence and you don't want too much. See, I think you can't have too much confidence if it's real confidence. Like, here's hear me out. So you could be overconfident, I think, for sure. Like you could be an overconfident driver and get into an accident and be like, "Oh, that was dumb. Why was I that was overconfidence. I made a mistake from being over. But there's such a, but people do like 
real confidence. Like when somebody ha- walks in a place and they have like this glow about them and they know how to navigate a social situation and they have confidence and they exude that people actually like that fucking shit. And if you're honest with yourself and it's not coming from like a place of shallow plasticity, yeah. That's why Pete Davidson is the big sling dick energy of the year. That's why he's going to be on the cover of Time Magazine next year. 100% without a doubt, he's going to be the person of the year next year. Because he knows who he is and he's not ashamed of it. And he also happens to have a big dick, probably. Literally, probably has to have a big dick. But that big dick energy, pretty much... That's not something that you can't develop later in life. It might take a tragedy for it to happen, but you could be a World of Warcraft playing smelly nerd with zero confidence and then develop confidence later on. Like right now, right now, I have that Pete Davidson confidence. I, and it, it gets me instantaneous results on Tinder because, I don't know, I just woke up on the right side of the bed one day and I was like, you know what, I know what women want today. I used to not know, now I know. They want somebody who's on, who knows themselves, who's not ashamed of themselves, who isn't going to be a little bitch about it I don't know. So I uploaded the ugliest pictures I could find because I knew that that's what people like. They like somebody who doesn't try hard. So on my Tindy profile, it just has me with like the ugliest beard. (laughs) Just me like in in my bed, a selfie, like just giving like a fucking half-ass smile. And it's just ugly. I just look like a fucking incel. But I was honest about it. I was like, yep, this is what I look like. What you see is what you get. I'll be your thick dick simp for a day. It's literally what it says. And I got a bunch of matches today just from, I don't know, just from being myself. Being like, you know, this is what you get. I'm gonna, I'll be a, I'll, yeah, I'm a scuzzy guy, but I, I'm not trying to save the world. I, I have a dick and it works. So do you want it or not? And uh, I guess I could uh, get laid from that very realistically. I mean, of course, there's people out there, women specifically, that would just love to be fucked the shit out of by somebody like me. But I got to put myself out there for it to happen, you know? It's not going to happen. It's not going to fucking happen. And, you know, I don't want somebody to stay here forever. So I said it, I'll be your thick dick simp for a day. So no commit. People like people like a non-commitment contract. It's like, hey, just for a day. You don't have to fucking ever see me again. I'm not trying to fucking get married. But that actually is how you get... That's actually fucking a good way to meet a wife. Is to not try to meet a wife. It's to just be like, yeah, I'm just here to fucking get laid for one day. And then before you know it, oh shit, she didn't leave. 
Turns out we're actually compatible because people like that non-committal type of, you know, approach. So I know what I'm doing. And sometimes you just got to get laid to get that confidence up, to get laid even more. And just to remind yourself, you know what, this is why I'm doing this. This is why I got into show business. This is show business. According to the IRS, it's not. It's a hobby. It makes negative money. It's completely not a business. It's it's not even barely a hobby, dude. But uh, that's what I'm calling it. So I'm not doing this to be su- su- successful. I'm doing this to exercise my talking about. I'm 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 afraid of success, dude. Like I don't like being judged. Like it sucks being judged as a any as like a person. When somebody says I suck at something, it kind of hurts. Like I was playing Counter-Strike last night or two nights ago for the first time after not playing it for like a couple months. And I was like, I fucking suck at this. And then somebody called me out like, yo, you're kind of terrible. I was like, yeah, what do you want me to fucking say? I'm fucking terrible. <laughs> I'll try. Yeah, I'll, I'm going to try to get better at this. It's a fucking game, though. Who cares? Like, I want to get better at something that actually means something. Like stand-up comedy. So here's where I'm at with that. I keep telling myself I'm done. I'm quitting. I'm fucking done with for with this fucking shit forever. And then I stop doing it for like a week or two. And then this fucking feeling comes. It's like I would love to do stand up. And then, so I can't fucking quit, dude. I can't quit stand-up, dude. It's the most rewarding thing I've ever done. So I got to do it, but also I got to do it, like, in a serious way. I can't just fucking do it as a hobby anymore. I got to actually bank experience. And I actually got to fucking get somewhere with it just because otherwise I'm not going to do it regularly. Like, I need a reason to do it. Like, if I have a show booked coming up, like, even a month away, it's like, okay, I got a show coming up. Let's go out and fucking hit the mics. Let's fucking practice. So I can't, I can't quit it. No matter, it's just, as jaded as I get, it's still what I was meant to do. And podcasting's fun, too, actually. So I'm going to keep doing it to some extent. And I forgot where I was going with that fucking bullshit. But, like, I get... Who cares? Like, I know I'm uh, talented or whatever. And nobody's going to come out. Like, with the Tinder, it's the same thing as getting laid. Nobody's going to fucking knock on my door and be like, hey, would you like to be a comedian? Like, no. You got to show that you really want to do it, dog. My uh, creativity balls, you know? Creativity is the way that I get my rocks off in the way that it does nothing else could do except for heroin. I was thinking about just becoming a heroin addict. It's like, you know what? Fuck it. Let's just become a heroin addict. Let's see how long I can make it last before I sell all my possessions and just live on this and just die of heroin. But I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't, (laughs) there's something stopping me from that. There's something, because I know it, it, like, um, It'd be a terrible thing to do to my family, I guess. But, like, that first hit of heroin, 
That'd be pretty cool. Like I just tell myself, like a lot of people probably tell themselves who try heroin, they just go, yeah, I'm just going to try it once just to see what it's like. And then that's it. I'll just never do it again. And then, of course, you know, you might go a couple weeks. You might go a fucking decade. Who knows? And then you'll be like, you know, that time I did heroin was actually pretty fucking cool. I'm going to do it again. So you can't just tell you. You can't just do that. I can't even not be a food addict. There's no way I would survive heroin addiction. I'm a food addict, and it sucks, dude. I I can't even go a day without engorging on food. Or if I do go a day, the next time I eat, I'll just make up for it by eating a shitload. And uh, it, 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 it feels good. It releases those endorphins, but not as much as actual creativity. The most I've the best the best I've ever felt as a person is when I put out something that I know is good work creatively. Like if I put out when I put out this music video uh a couple of years ago on Facebook, I knew in my soul that I had just done something creatively fulfilling. So I knew that other people would would uh get something like be like, "Oh, that's good." And it fucking warmed my soul when I put out that music video and I and it, and I, I slept better. Like just the day I put it out, the right after putting the uploading that shit, I fucking got the best sleep of my life. I got you know, because I was creative finally I felt like I could go to sleep because my brain had gotten what it needed which was creative fulfillment, my soul. And that is fucking, takes work. So that sucks to be a creative person because you have to actually do something unique to feel healthy. To get good quality sleep, you have to do something unique every fucking day. That's why a lot of heroin addicts are creative people and vice versa because they give up. It's fucking hard to do that every day. You know, I'm just gonna do something that just gets me, that just gets me to the end result, a lot sooner. We skip the delayed gratification bullshit. Let's go straight for the instantaneous bullshit. But you know what? I wouldn't be here if I was just a junkie. If all I cared about was that quick release, that instant gratification, I wouldn't be here. I'd be in an alley. I wouldn't. I, I would have an STD. Because this whole Tinder thing, thats it's a quick way to get an STD. I don't really give a fuck about it enough to actually, like, use, like, to actually get a, to get laid from it. Like, I don't care, dude. It's all about getting the matches. It's like, okay, I got a couple of matches. Okay, I don't have to look at it for a couple months. Because I'm just, I'm just doing it for the quick little adrenaline of, like, ooh, I got a match. It's like, I don't want to actually go through the process of talking to the person. It's like... Hello, yeah, yeah, penis, I have a penis. I don't feel like doing that, but I crave social attention right now. I crave, I'm I'm definitely craving social connection right now. And there's a void in my life that needs to be filled, that hasn't been filled in a long time. Anytime I go out and try to get that, it doesn't fucking happen 
It come yeah, I saw it came close to happening last week or something like that. Yeah, like a week ago, when I went to this comedy show and saw a comedian that I was a big fan of, instantaneously I was like, oh shit, this is the type of, I want to be this guy's friend. Then he left right after fucking. Like I was conversing, I having a conversation. I was talking to him, and then he fucking just leaves out saying anything. So that was like grail. That, that was like the first person I ever met so in the past fucking eight years that I would actually kind of want to be friends with. So I gotta fucking stalk him. <laughs> I gotta stalk this guy. Uh, yeah, that's kind of how. I go, that's kind of what I have to do, I guess. Because if I just go to a random random comedy thing it's like okay i'm around comics but boring i want to fucking get my rocks off like but with like somebody that i really connect with you know i'm starving for that and that you know like there's it, there needs to be an app for that there needs to be a fucking app for lonely well-off people who don't have a who don't have anything <laughs> who have nothing in their life they're just completely removed from any semblance of a community even though they live in a community technically like i live in a nice quiet neighborhood that's kind of tight knit like there's there's a facebook group where people talk and complain about shit like people parking in front of their house and shit. Like, hey, when people park in front of my house, I'm lucky where no one really parks in front of my fucking house. I live in a nice corner, corner lot, huge lot, with a lot of real estate where you could park, and nobody really does. So it's kind of nice, and uh, it's a nice house. It's pretty cool that I have a whole house to myself that I don't really use ever, except for, except for to like eat and take showers in and like jerk off and like listen to music. I'm thinking about getting a TV or something for this huge fucking wall. <laughs> but uh, so there was like uh, somebody posted a video of a security camera of somebody trying to break into their car or like check if it was unlocked. And that was the big story for the neighborhood. But that happens everywhere. It's like not a, that big of a Oh, somebody tried to break into your car they didn't even try to break in. They just tried to see if it was unlocked. And then on the Facebook group, the comments are people saying, oh, man, if that happened to my fucking driveway, I would shoot first and ask questions later. It's like, okay, that's not, doesn't seem like the safest idea. Just go out there blasting, ask questions later. It's like, I don't think you could just do that. I think they have to kind of like be applying. I don't know if you could just shoot people just because they're on your driveway. We got some trigger-happy Texans in this neighborhood, and you know what? You know, I don't know if that makes me feel safer or not, but whatever. So anyway, guns are fun, but I'm thinking about growing some shrooms, buddy. Uh, see, the thing that you can't do that you're more that you're afraid to do when you live in like a different type of place is that you're afraid to like do stuff that's illegal. Like growing mushrooms. Well, I'm not really afraid of getting caught for growing mushrooms. So I'm thinking about growing some fucking mushrooms in this whole house. And we're gonna have like I'm gonna grow so much that if I got caught, it would be like a fucking life sentence. Nah, I'm just kidding. I don't really need that much. But it's just a hobby. I need to get something going because it's like a nice little hobby. 
And I need this. I'm going to self fucking medicate myself with mushrooms. I'm going to start taking uh, uh, micro doses every fucking day because it's either that or I go on pharmaceuticals for for uh, depression because I just don't have much energy or focus or drive. And yet it can't. I don't like that. I don't like not getting anywhere. I don't like that there's this fucking heaviness stopping me from doing creative shit. Like, for example, this podcast. It's like, I should be editing clips of every episode and putting them on TikTok, Instagram, YouTube, and then I would actually get subscribers. But there's this thing stopping me called, I don't know, my conscious, like my my self-doubt. That's telling me like, no, you, you're you not supposed to do that. You're not good. You're not meant to be a entertainer, like a public per- You're just meant to be a piece of shit. You're just meant to be behind closed doors. And it's a negative voice. And it, it, it wins a lot. It keeps me in bed. It keeps me from going out of the fucking house. It's just like this whole voice that's like comes down to what's the point? What's the point of doing a thing? It's not going to get you anywhere. You're just going to feel inadequate for doing it. So why even try? And that voice is a piece of shit. And I want to fucking... It's not even... It's more than a voice. It's a, it's a energy zapper. Like the voice is like, yeah, whatever. I can just ignore the voice. But it's more than a voice. It, it's, it's my lack of energy to get out of bed to focus on something like this, to feel like it's productive. It just, it's terrible. And, you know, I'm going to, so I need to do something about that. And, and my, uh, my, my style of life is to do everything myself. Like, you know, anything that, every, anything needs, that needs to be done, I like to do it myself. I don't like other people's business getting in my way, like, like a doctor. I'm very anti-doctor. Because they told me to get the vaccine, which I didn't fucking need. So, what else am I going to do that's illegal that I'm going to tell about, (laughs) that I should talk about on this podcast? Insider trading, I'm going to do that at some point in my life for sure. Once I get successful enough to be on the inside, you got to be on the inside. You got to be cool enough to even be that type of criminal. There's like an entry there's a barrier of entry. There's gatekeepers in the way. Anyway, yeah, because I've done a lot of mushrooms in my life. You know, not that, you know, I haven't tripped that hard on mushrooms. You don't really need to, to get the message. I don't need to meet fucking the demons, the fuck, the aliens, whatever. I just need a tiny, like a fucking less than a gram, like point four mushrooms is enough for me to... It's like a meditative quantity that gives me the dose I need to uh, stop taking myself so seriously and uh, just get my head in the game. And uh, it just takes away the baggage. It just cuts away the baggage of of thinking that things are permanent and real. It's great for that. Like when you have possessions, when you have shit to lose, like all these Physical possessions, material bullshit like cars. It's like, ugh, I'm so worried about my car payments and my health. And I don't want to get a, I don't know. It, it, your stress levels go up when you have these bullshit material items. But then when you take mushrooms, it makes you realize how fucking 
meaningless that shit is. Same with anything, though. Even for, like, it takes away the shallowness of things that you re- that you that you could be bogged down by that are unhealthy to be focused on like oh i don't know status maybe yeah that's a big one cuz that could feel real too just like cars and shit like oh this guy has a lot of status i should care i should feel bad about myself for not having that status uh but that's actually uh not important in the end is status What's important in the end is uh, f- uh, close-knit relationships. That's pretty much it. Like family values, like having a tight-knit, having a close relationship with your family members and friends. That's way more important than pretty much anything else in life that could be achieved. So if you're not achieving anything that you feel like is substantial, but you have friends... Well, then you actually do have things that you should that you're taking for granted, you know? Like there's a lot of cuz that is status. Having friends is a status thing, but it all that's not the point though. That's not the part that matters. That's not the part that fucking matters, dude. It's the part that you could have somebody to hang out with when times are tough, to feeling a sense of belonging, you know? That is what it's all about, dude. Like if you're just successful, if you, if you know, if you're not where you think you need to be in terms of a career level of success. That shit don't matter. That shit don't matter, man. I mean, you know, you kind of need it, but like, okay, you need it to feel a certain way. But if you have a successful fucking podcast, for example, or career in like the the arts, like let's say you're, you're a successful road comedian and you you get you know let's say you're even like a writer on a tv show i don't know like let's say you're you're actually like big time in uh comedy doesn't mean fucking shit doesn't mean you're happy at all dude doesn't mean it doesn't mean that at all like if anything you might even be more isolated than ever if you're actually kind of successful because it isolates you from people that are not successful because they they don't they resent you and you kind of resent them for being not as successful. Though it's like if you're Drew Michael, for example, like this guy is a very successful comedian. He has two HBO specials. He's been a writer on SNL. He's got the fucking world by the balls. This guy seems miserable, dude. And I would be miserable too if I was at the top of the fucking world like him. If I had that much talent if i was at the top one percent of the top one percent of comedians yeah that's fucking isolating dude because you don't want to be hanging around comedians that are shittier than you that's fucking the worst dude when they're talking when they interrupt a joke that you're about to fucking whip out that would have been way funnier than anything they would have ever thought of their whole life and they just butt in and you go Okay, excuse. Okay, I'm trying to be polite, but I'm funnier than you, so you should shut up whenever I'm even when when you even see my cheek, when you even see my jaw fucking drop a little bit, when you see my mustache hair curl a little, that means I'm about to say something, and you should just fucking shut the fuck up. It's not gonna be funnier. 
It's not going to be funnier than I'm about to say. So that's what it's like to be Drew Michael. I don't know, man. And like, so I, I don't know. Yeah. Like, what do you do if you're Drew Mike, uh, Justin Bieber? Who the fuck do you hang out with besides supermodels? That would get boring because they're not, they don't have a personality. They're just hot. I mean, yeah, like, okay. They, like, what do you do? What do you do if you're Justin Bieber? You got the world by its balls. I mean, yeah, it'd be fun to perform. But, you know, you got to perform in a certain way that the audience will like or else they'll be, oh, I don't like that you're doing, yet you're changing. Oh, I don't. I miss the old Justin Bieber. Got to always reinvent yourself, brother. Anyway, and I do have a Jewish IQ, which I just found out, you know, from hanging out with, like, uh, neo-Nazis that actually, that makes me, like, superior to other people. I didn't know that. I didn't know that I was superior to other people when it comes to IQ. I thought I was pretty average. Like, I knew I was smarter than most people in some level. On some level, I was like, oh, okay, I'm tuned into, I know that I'm above average in some ways. For sure, I knew that. But now that I started hanging out with these neo-Nazis that are obsessed with Jews, and they found out that I was Jewish, they go, oh, you're Jewish. You're one of them, one of those people that we're obsessed with. I was like, yeah, so what does that mean? He's like, well, you have the you have a high IQ, that means. I go, okay, I'm listening. And so now I feel like anytime I don't do anything high level, I feel like a fucking, like I'm wasting my Jewish IQ. And so I, and I hate that. I hate wasting it. Who would just want to waste it? Waste your fucking potential. Yeah, so I got to do something about that, dude. I'm fine with who I am. Like I, I do get uh, curmudgeonly about being who I am, like waking up this person every day. It's like, fuck, I'm still this person. I'm still... the. T- I, 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 it takes so much for me to get excited about anything. And I got to go through life I, for the whole time, be this fucking bored all the time i gotta create my own excitement or else it's never gonna happen and i'm just gonna curl up that sucks so yeah i gotta figure that out i gotta figure i gotta figure out how to uh energize like motivate myself because like it's lonely when you're not easily when you're not easily entertained when you when you need a lot to feel uh, full and Drew Michael even talks about that on his uh, HBO special because he's also a Jew so we're all the same people Jews are all the same and uh, I hope you learned something from what I said I don't actually think anything I said was something that anyone would learn from but uh, I'm gonna I'm beca- I'm just this is a humbling this whole moving to another state thing and not having it go anywhere, like not feeling that it was a good outcome, it'll get, it'll, it's not the end of the world. Like just because I moved to, a, you know, to a state where I don't have any friends and it's miserable most of the time, 
doesn't mean it's the end of my life. I'll get through it. There's light at the end of the tunnel. Trump will be back in office in just a short, hopefully short three years or however fucking long it is. I'm not Trump. I don't fucking know. I don't know about politics or the law or the rules of how long shit. I don't know the fucking term length. I just know that I'm voting, that I like Trump. That's all I fucking know. It's not rocket science. 